1: Hey guys, I'm JJ Crable.
2: And I'm Kat.
1: How are you doing, Noah? Uh, I'm doing good. Just still, just wondering, are these ghosts real? I don't know. I I think I'm starting to turn more into JJ, where I want another ghost experience in my life.
3: Really, you want to experience someone from the the
1: ether realm? What is it called? The ether realm, yeah. I think ether feels like something something you put in your car to keep it running. But I'll I'll take an ether ghost if I can get one.
2: I swear, I every time I pass a church or like anything creepy, I'm at the point where I just stand still and I'm like okay I'm ready and I look up at every window and I'm like okay just appear like I'm ready but still nothing
3: well Thankfully, we got a guest today who has had some experiences uh, with the Ether
4: Realm. Mm. Uh, how you doing, AJ? Thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. I'm a, I'm excited to be here. I uh, I don't know why you want experience with it. I was I was not I was not thrilled. I it was not a good time. Ten out of ten would not recommend. Ah. Oh, okay, oh, wow. Well, uh, so. Uh, let's
3: just get right to it. I mean, I you've had some kind of encounter with ghosts, uh, but prior to that experience, did you did you grow up believing in ghosts or were you pretty skeptical of them?
4: Uh, I've always been kind of middle of the road. Uh, mm-hmm. I would uh, love that there's something out there. Um, I'm a pretty devout Catholic, so for, uh, my joke is purgatory is uh, just where all these ghosts come from because you're just haunting off your sins, and I'm totally down to be in some Victorian mansion for a couple hundred years to work off all that,
5: oh, <laughs> but uh,
4: I went to Ohio University, which if anyone listening might know, it's a very haunted campus. Uh, I Four years No experiences whatsoever. So that turned me into a bit of a skeptic. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be at one of the most haunted places in America, Hmm. according to the Travel Network. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. We have five cemeteries that make a pentagram. And the pentag, in the center of the pentagram is our college campus.
5: Whoa. Yeah.
4: A pentagram
3: as in like a satanic symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
4: was, but we always, I mean, we had an insane asylum on the top of the hill that we would all go up to and it was just creepy. And, you know, there's, there's, there's ghost stories, but I I never had anything in college. So it was very disappointing. So I, I, Ah. I turned me into a skeptic, you know, I'm. I'm here with all these ghosts for was four years.
1: The insane asylum, retired or active? Retired. But I don't think we call things that.
4: Anymore. Yeah. No. Sure. <laughs> sure. But it, it, it finally stopped being a uh, mental health facility in '94. Okay. Wow. So not Where, too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, but I got to know. Was the pentagram layout of the cemetery? Was that like? Do you know anything about the history of that?
4: Was that intentional? If if you look at Google Maps, I think someone was just uh, enjoying themselves a little too much with uh, maybe some adult beverages and <laughs> was like, "How can I connect these lines to form something?" But mm-hmm. it's it's there. But uh, again, I uh, it was very disappointing to go four years without even
2: seeing yeah. anything. So, was there anything there before the college was there?
4: Um. I'm sure. Uh, No, it was just, I, I think it was settled in 1790. So uh-huh. uh, I don't, and I don't know the Native American history of it. Yeah. Um,
2: Kudos for knowing when your school opened, because I don't know that.
1: Yeah, I know. I <laughs>
4: sure. Well, we opened in 1804. We're the oldest school in the Northwest Territory. Dang. So you know these oh. things. When, Watch out. You, you know these things when the other school in your state is Ohio State. Yeah. So you, how do you differentiate yourself from them? So. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> okay, so on a scale of zero to ten, we try to do this with everyone. Right. Zero being you believe in nothing. Wait.
1: Believe.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: have
2: I done this podcast? Believe ghosts exist. You're
1: agnostic on life. You're
2: zero. You have zero belief in ghosts, or ten. You're like all in.
4: Where would you be? Oh, I hate to be this guy, but I'm a five. I'm middle of the okay. road. It's a lot it's higher songs. than oh, most I of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see that some something being out there, but you know, a lot of the stuff can be proven wrong. Yeah. So you graduate
3: from college. Yes. Disappointingly, uh, did not have any spooky encounters. A skeptic,
4: yeah. And yeah. then what happened? Um, so my best friend from college uh, moved to Charleston and I moved to Atlanta. And that's not a bad drive. So we, mm-hmm. we still try to see each other about once a month or every other month we'll trade locations. But uh, my buddy, uh, who I will uh, refrain from naming, uh, he, he thinks he's Irish. Um, his family is about as, uh, they're not Irish at all, but they think they are and got, you know, God bless them. But, uh, they love St. Patrick's day. So we always make it a point to meet up for St. Patrick's day. Um, so this is first, uh, St. Patrick's day in Charleston. So I said, I'm going to come to you. That seems, you know, it's close to Savannah. They have that huge St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Charleston. I'll go to you. And uh, I was just recovering from the flu. I had a horrible case of the flu. Um, But I was like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good time. So I drive over and uh, I still felt kind of iffy the whole week. Um, And then uh, the night we were going to go out, he uh, he was living at this house called the uh, uh, Drexel House on Wentworth Street. So if anyone listening is familiar with Charleston, it's right on the peninsula, right downtown. Very old building. uh, Part of, not part of the original settlement of Charleston, but definitely one of the first annexed parts. So very, you know, pre-revolutionary war. So very, very old building. Uh, Great location, too, to have a friend live in Charleston. So you're right in the center of everything. Uh, But they transformed it into a uh, missionary house. Uh, the reason he was living there is he he became a missionary right after college. Uh, so he had to spend two years living there, but it, it, it meant a great mini vacation for me. So I wasn't going to say no to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, he and the other missionaries went, we're going to do a Bible study and th- they offered me to go, but I, I just wasn't feeling well and I wanted to sleep off and I, I was trying to avoid taking medicine because I wanted to go out drinking with everyone. I know great, great priorities. Great. This probably explained why. I oh, was out <laughs> in the town. Oh,
5: yeah.
4: Uh, so I, I wanted to refrain from taking medicine so I can enjoy the night to the fullest. So I said, I'm just going to take a nap. Thanks for the offer, but I'll just come get me when you're done. Mm-hmm. So they uh, had all these spare rooms because, you know, it was it was a convent before a missionary house. So they had plenty of beds. So I had a room all to myself. So I, you know, laid down and halfway through my nap, I hear the door open. And so I thought, oh, okay, it must be time. You know, I'm a very light sleeper. It doesn't take me much to wake up, especially being in a deep sleep. And I hear the door open. So I go, oh, is it time? you know, referring to my friend and I don't hear a response. And so I start to look towards the door you know i still had my eyes closed at this point but i start to look towards the door to figure out why he hasn't answered me yet when i'm hit in the face with a pillow i mean full i i mean this was someone wound it up and just across the face and it knocked my head back down on my other pillows and i screamed you you know uh, what what the heck? What was that for? You know, I use some more colorful language. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was very upset and the door slammed and I was like, what, what was he, what was going on? What was that for? Yeah. I told him to wake me up. Not, you, you know, I didn't need a violent, get back from Bible study and yeah. smack the shit out of me. <laughs> and then he just ran away. I was so upset with him. And I said, fine. Well, he can come get me like an adult when he's ready. Mm-hmm. So I lay my head back down And sometime later, he actually, my friend actually comes in the room and he goes, wake up, sleepyhead. And I immediately have an attitude with him. I go, oh, so now you politely wake me up. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, you were in here earlier. He goes, no, I wasn't. Oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah, yeah, you were. You hit me with a pillow and then ran out because you're a little something. And he goes, (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, I was down in Bible study the whole time. I... Hadn't let we didn't have a chance to leave. I'm I'm now it's over. I'm now just getting you. Was
2: that off the property? The Bible study?
4: No, it was. They were in the in the um. What's it called? The chapel. The they they had a little they had a little room for mass okay. that they that they went down to. Gotcha. Um, I guess chapel would be the best word to describe it. Um, so you know, I mean it, I it was on the other side of the house downstairs. Yeah. I mean it was a big house. You know it housed. It was a synagogue in the 1700s. And then it was the first slave church or Catholic church in Charleston. And then it became the convent where the nuns taught school, uh, to the other children, uh, in the area. And, uh, he came back up and he's like, no, no, I didn't come up. And I told him the story and he goes, Oh, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> so He didn't really like that story. I told him, but he, he, uh, he kind of waved it off as a fever dream. Because, you know, I still wasn't feeling 100%. I said, no, like, the door, I heard the door open, something hit me across the face Yeah, what felt like a pillow. Like, definitely, it it felt like a pillow fight.
2: It's one thing about a fever dream, like, thinking you see a shadow, but then, like, to actually feel, like, sit up and get pushed back down.
4: Like, hearing the door open and close, my door open and close, and feeling the pillow is what freaked me out. So that... I, you know, after after hearing a few other things from some of his other friends who live there, it definitely, it, I I chalk it up to even though I'm not a believer, it was probably the closest I've gotten to like a supernatural supernatural encounter. Can I just uh, say
1: that I hope I have friends sweet enough one day to wake me up and say, "Hey, sleepyhead, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the sweetest
3: guy I've ever heard of." I would <laughs> consider getting. Slapped in the face by a pillow, just
1: like a normal wake up call. If like one oh, of my if roommates you could, were if you could to, call down, to wake me up, you could call down at front desk and say, "I'll have one pillow slap, <laughs> yeah. please." Well, yeah, what, they don't do that at the hotels for some reason. No. I get it? <laughs> no, no, we're best friends. So I thought the pillow
4: to the face. Fi- I mean, I was mad, but I figured. And yeah. So when I he came back in, like, "Hey, sleepyhead," I thought that was the juxtaposition. It's is there
3: bad. is there any um uh like shred of doubt in you that maybe your friend is still lying to you about w- not waking you up no with a pillow. my
4: my friend is a lot of things a lot of good things he's not a liar i've uh-huh. always you know at first i thought he was pulling my leg but he's that was that was three years ago yeah it was three years ago and i've told the story you know we've i've recounted the story numerous mm. times and he's had plenty of oper- i know I've, I've even told him if it was you, you know you got me. I'm telling everyone it's a ghost. Like you made me look foolish. Yeah. Like I definitely know, know now. Let you me already know. Now. Yeah. I. In fact, I called him before meeting up with you guys, and he still he he still sticks to his guns. That and it makes it. You're in a Bible study. You can't really just get up and go. So yeah.
2: Well, so that room was his room.
4: No, no, it was one of the other. It was an open room, so okay. no one, no, no one, one went stayed to, in there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But that's why they let me
1: stay Do you re- in there. Yeah. Do you remember if the placement of the pillows were off or anything uh, later when he came in?
4: Well, that was the thing. There was only one pillow in the room. My my, my pillow
1: pet, my polar bear pillow pet. I'm not ashamed.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, <what?
5: laughs>
4: uh, that was the only pillow in the room. But this was a... The, the force and the texture, you know, I, I can still feel it across my face. The force and the texture was your traditional... You know, feathered pillow in a in a typical cloth case. You what mm-hmm. you what you would find anywhere, like at a hotel or your friend's house or your parents' house. Like nothing out of the order. And I thought he had grabbed his pillow from his room because that's what it and, felt like. And
2: really thought it out and come over and hit you. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, we're I mean we're best friends. I honestly, I was
1: just more mad he ran away instead yeah. of letting me return the pillow. Do, <laughs> do you remember? So you get hit in the face. You you hear the door close after that? I I got hit in the face, and I yelled out, "What was that for?"
4: And then the door closed.
1: And then you just did you just go back to sleep after that?
4: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't feeling well. He the door closed. I figured yeah. he 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 left. I mean, at, at that point, when I shouted after the door closed, I actually had my eyes open and I was alone in the room. So, I you know I, to me it was okay when he. Ready to come get me, he'll come back and get me.
2: And how so, did you say you saw like a figure in the door? Am I confusing that with another podcast?
4: No, no, I, (laughs) you know, I kind of feel like I, but I don't know if this is just me going back and adding it, but there, I definitely felt I, I knew I wasn't alone in the room. Okay, I definitely felt there was that's why when I got hit in the face with the pillow, I believed he was in there. It definitely was that feeling of someone is in here with me. Yeah. I just, I was not feeling well, so I just didn't open my eyes. Yeah. So I, you know, as I kind of yelled at, yelled out, what was that for? I could have sworn I saw a shadow rush to the door and as it closed, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know if that's just me, my brain filling in the pieces Mm -hmm. because that's what makes sense. That's what's normal. Mm -hmm. But I definitely heard the door close. How long ago uh, was this? It was 2015. Okay, so it was so uh, like three or four years ago,
3: five years, four oh, four my, or five, ew, years, five ago. years ago. I know <laughs> it's already 2020. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think you know. I always try to think because I'm very skeptical about ghosts. Less so now than I was before we started the podcast. And I always try to think like if I was in that position, like. Would I believe it was a ghost? Would I believe it was something kind of weird with my brain? And there's, like, so many interesting studies on memory and how, like, you know, our brains can create really vivid memories of things that didn't happen just over time because it's trying to fill in the gaps. So not to say that, like, none of this happened, but... Oh, no, no, um, it's just You know, and and I think it, it sounds like you're aware that, like, sometimes you can't always trust, like... You know your visual memories of how things went down. I feel like that's
2: a good explanation for like the shadow thing, but then also you've been telling your friend this since it happened. Yeah, now you have two memories to remember this in detail, right? Which is crazy. And
3: and there was clearly like something that initially that happened that like set it all off, and who knows what that was. Did
2: you know anyone else like that was in the Bible study that would have come up and do this, or I I knew them all, but.
4: Through my front,
2: yeah, like not, not to the level of yeah, that would it's
4: almost like if they're listening to this, you guys are jerks because I barely <laughs> knew you. <laughs> no, no, we yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I was friendly enough that maybe they would peek their head in and you know th- throw a marshmallow at me, but or I yeah. so, but not a not actually go in and they all knew I wasn't feeling well. So to go into someone who's not a hundred percent there and yeah. Yeah. hit them with a pillow, I was the only person that would have been, I am on that level with would have been my best friend. friend. And he, yeah. So
2: if you could explain it, like if you were a 10 and believed in all types of ghosts, yeah. how would you, like, would you explain that as like a kid that used to live there or like a nun? Like, how would you explain it?
4: I would say, I would definitely say it was a kid. Um, it, it was a school, You know, for the last hundred and fifty years, you know, there's definitely childish energy in there. Um, And some of the other stories that after I told my story, some of the other things I heard, um, you know, keys have gone missing and then wound up in another spot. Uh, Small light footsteps have been heard in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Um, So not like you're clunking like boots or heels, definitely like light feet Mm -hmm. running pitter patter um, light switches going on and off, you know, things being misplaced and the, just the sense of being watched like Mm -hmm. a child's curiosity just to see what you're up to. So that's what some of the other people. So I being hit with a pillow kind of fits that energy that, you know, a kid saw me sleep. Everyone else is downstairs and he, you know, the kid, he or she wanted someone to play with. So that you know, Oh, here's someone sleeping. I'll wake them up. Yeah. But then, you know, playing the prank, like, I'll run out of the door. You know, I felt if it was a nun, I feel like I would have got wrapped across the knuckles <laughs> and then Maybe. dragged downstairs. And am like, <laughs> oh, whoa, where man. am I? How did Maybe I get Maybe the downstairs? nun
2: wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: love but-
3: the idea of, like, a nun being, like, just super, like, serious and repressed, like, all throughout life. And then, like, coming back as a ghost and just playing pranks on people.
1: <laughs> but if there's going to be somewhere that's haunted, it's probably a building that has like religious, that. like basically a religious artifact from, do you say the 1700s?
4: Yeah, I mean, it was a Jewish synagogue and then it was a Catholic church and then a a, a convent. So, I mean, that's... And it, so, and it was a Catholic church specifically for the enslaved slaves. people. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was what
2: I was going to ask. I didn't quite understand.
4: Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it became a Catholic church uh, around 1850, I believe. Wow. So for the, and it's where the slaves went. Wow. So it was a separate church for them. And then in the nineteen early 1900s, it became the convent and the school. So the nuns lived there and they taught school there. Um,
2: it's and, weird for me to think like, because the school was it one where kids would stay overnight, like a boarding school.
4: That I don't know. But there, I mean accidents happen at school or you know they say like you know if your energy is there long enough or if you know they spent most of their time there and even though they didn't die there but they spent a lot of time there that's where they felt comfortable going back to yeah i'm
2: picturing like a ghost a child from the school like going into different dimensions and getting a pillow from when it was nuns and then coming to your time and slapping you with it. (laughs) Is that too much? (laughs) School
3: school kind of, like when you're in school, it kind of feels like purgatory so like if you know if, if it is like a catholic purgatory thing it makes sense that they like go back to their old catholic school i hate that
1: feeling when you go back to like your old elementary school or something and it feels like the ceilings are like super low everything you know, because is your smaller. perception yeah I, that yeah. feels haunted just mm. in general yeah. For sure. And you may have already said this but it, does this uh, building have like a name or something where our listeners can look it up? It's the
4: Drexel House
1: okay. on That's Wentworth right. Street yeah.
4: in downtown Charleston. Uh, if I knew the motto for Charleston, I would give it a plug right here. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's right, it's right downtown on the peninsula. It's only a couple blocks away from uh, Market Street, where um, if I don't know if you guys are familiar with Charleston, but it was, it's the open air slave market. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, so I mean, it, and Charleston is just an old city with a lot of you its know, own energy. So. I went yeah. there
2: for a, a bachelorette party, and we went to the market. And they're selling like bougie necklaces and paintings and stuff, but maybe it's just cause I knew what it was before. It just makes me feel like, I don't know, there's something about it. I feel different when I'm there. The
4: whole, the whole city. Yeah. I, I, I love Charleston. I, I love that my friend still lives there. Uh, he, after his mission ran up, he, he stayed and got a real job, <laughs> uh, down there. Yeah, and, cool. uh, I love going back to visit, but yeah, it's definitely you just get you walk around and you just walk around these old houses and buildings, and it, it, you can feel the history. And I know that sounds cliche, but there's there's something there. There's something like I I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, sometimes I wonder because I mean if if ghosts
3: did exist, it makes sense to me that there would be a ton of them in places like Charleston and Savannah because of you know the the really awful history around slavery and and around those places being southern port cities um so like that makes sense to me but i also wonder you know if it's just kind of like what you were saying if it's just knowing that history and being cognizant of it that makes people feel like there's kind of something sinister and otherworldly going on there do you have
4: a a thought on either of those uh No, I agree with you. I think if you're kind of, if you're aware, you know, as I was talking about earlier about my university, you know, I I know the history, I know all the ghost stories that are uh, associated with my school, but I never experienced anything and I wanted to, and actually I didn't know the history about this house fully until after this. So to me, it was just this nice big house. Uh, I knew it was old. That's a good point. Uh, I I didn't know it was old. I didn't know that it was, you know, it was uh, before America was America. And I I, I knew it was a religious institution before uh, it became kind of a boarding house for missionaries. So, but I, it wasn't until that. And even then I didn't know it was a school. So I knew it you know I knew it was old and I knew it had religious associations but I didn't know it was a school so to, to say like oh that was a childish prank yeah. and then find out it was a school kind of that
2: Yeah, that's true because yeah. he went into it with no idea that it would be haunted or anything. Yeah. So, so to your point, I he mean, did no, not I, go in there thinking it was haunted.
4: I would I I wish and part of him, I it, I did have the flu so it could have been a fever dream but to have this Maybe see a shadow to definitely hear the door open and close, and to feel it, to and to feel the pillow across my face. I I mean my head, I I was starting to look, and that's when the pillow hit. And it wasn't until my eyes were open that the door was shut again. So mm-hmm. it, it it was, it it was it was weird to have all my senses kind of you know. That someone's in the room with me, that there's a trick of the light, That, that a noise, a, a sensation. It was just too much. It was just like yeah. to
1: all be a fever dream. Now, so, has that given you any kind of like ghost PTSD since the pillow hit you in the face?
4: Not really. I, so the next morning, uh, my friend had to leave. I was heading back to Atlanta the next morning anyway, but he had to leave early. So he gave me the key and I was just going to put it on the doormat. And he had a fire exit by his room that I could take down to my car. And just, he said, just make sure you lock up before you leave. And I was alone in the building the next day, and it was just dark, and I just saw the red exit signs. And... Uh, I didn't, nothing happened to me that next morning, but I, I, I think he left and my plan was to sleep in another hour or two. Cause he left at like six in the morning. And I think at six 15, I said, you know what? I think, I, I think I'm good to head back to Atlanta. Like, I think, yeah. I think it's time. I, I don't like this. I I, I was going to shower and I don't, I, I don't even think I brushed my teeth. I think I just left and said, <laughs> oh, I'm going home. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm getting out of here. You said you're a, a five on a scale of one to 10. So why not Higher than a five, if you've had this experience, um,
4: probably you know, not to bring keep bringing it around, but you know, going to a a very haunted or supposedly haunted university, not having a single thing happen. Um, you know, being I've been to the Stanley Hotel or the Overlook Hotel in Denver, nothing is that uh, the one that like the the shining, shining, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I put myself in situ and I've been back to Charleston. Um, I probably my friends no longer in the Drexel house, but I probably stayed uh, five or six times there. And that was my only encounter. So while it was such a real tangible encounter. Yeah, I. You know, even going back to Charleston now.
2: Did you ever go back to the Drexel House after that stay? That yeah, yeah,
4: I did. But did you, uh, uh, I didn't really go back you? to that room. So yeah. I guess that's my subconscious telling me no. Yeah, that I do have I PTSD. Be, do. That I, 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 stay, I think from that point on, I was like, I'm gonna stay in your room from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Catholic
3: Church. I know a lot of people who are Catholic believe in, uh, you know, the possibility of ghosts. Is that like a like an official church doctrine?
4: um my 12 years of sunday school didn't dive into that but Uh i i do find that a lot of my uh religious friends do believe because it kind of goes hand in hand with the afterlife you Uh know we we, it's you know heaven hell and purgatory so we do believe in an afterlife so it kind of makes sense that you, you know there may be something more out there. Uh, my the the friend in Charleston does not believe in ghosts whatsoever. Uh-huh. I have another uh, devoutly religious friend. Never had a ghost experience in his life, but you know he he would be a ten out of ten on your show. So he he yeah. yeah so I I think it just kind of I I think it's just I don't think it's with the religion, but I think it it, it coincides with the right re, with the religious beliefs easily enough. That makes sense, and especially because you know the you know, we we believe when someone dies, they're not really gone. So mm-hmm. that, and an extension of that is they come back to say hi <laughs> or yeah. to rudely wake you up when you're just trying to feel better. And did anyone ever
3: try to perform an exorcism at the Drexel house?
4: As far as I'm aware, no. And as far as I'm told by the legal advice, no, the <laughs> oh, right. Ooh. Um,
1: officially, it's officially just the Pope's state. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Pope
4: Francis is texting me right now. Watch your words. We're gonna, um, we're gonna call it. That's next week's episode. Uh, I mean, it, it's a. It's no secret that the Catholic Church does perform exorcisms. I, I can't tell you. Who does them in Charleston? I don't even know if they have a union in Charleston. I know they. I know the Catholic Church has a them unit, as a whole. Oh, that sounds so yeah. Cool. No, they're their own special. It's like SVU. They're their own thing. Wow. I know they exist. I just don't. I couldn't tell you. And they don't advertise it. So even if they are, it's very discreet. It's not. It's not a secret, and it's not forbidden to know. But it's they. They're not advertising it. They so find
1: you. You don't find them. Yeah.
4: Or you. It's almost like you say. It's almost like a drug deal. Like, hey, can I get? Uh, Can I get a lottery scratch ticket? Wink, wink, and then like the priest comes with the holy water. (laughs) I will watch this movie. (laughs) 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 Um,
3: I guess it probably makes sense for like practical reasons. I assume if they advertise, they would probably just get a lot of people spamming them or something. Spamming,
4: and it is very you know, it's take it with a grain of salt. I. You know exorcism yeah that's a that's a different topic for a different day but it, it's um you know it's since it does have a history of you know two different faiths i i don't see i i mean i definitely believe something had to have happened there at one point whether that's an exorcism i mean definitely definitely last rites have happened there i'm mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um uh even though it was a school i'm sure they did first communion and um and last rites can be done anywhere so if there was a a plague or something that broke out um an outbreak or a flu and that's where they took you know it's an open space so they they took bodies there to kind of quarantine them the last rites would have been performed there so but that's that i don't know um so there's there's a and it, it does have a it does have a chapel connected to it, so it does have a connection. So it, it could definitely be a gateway. Um, it you know there's a lot, but part of, part of me, as fun of a story it is to tell, like part part of me deep down really just hopes it was a bad fever dream because I was alone in that house too many times. So, so.
5: yeah,
1: <laughs> I love the idea. of somebody being able to perform like a reverse exorcism where you don't, you're not haunted or anything. And they just walk up to you and say some kind of like religious garble. And then you're, you're just, <laughs> that no? you're just taken no. by a demon. Do you, so a scale one to 10, how much do you believe in exorcisms? Ooh, like three, two. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the, three, three, yeah,
4: definitely. No. Yeah. If, 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 you know, it's a great placebo effect. So if, it, if you think you're cured of your ailment because a quote unquote demon is in you, then great. I'm glad, I'm glad it got it out of you. But I, I think, I think that's just, I think that's called anxiety or depression. We all have that. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've had guests on who said they believe there's a war between like angels and demons going on and that what people see are more related closely to demons or, or, you know, angels. What do you think about that as an explanation for ghosts?
4: Um, no, I think ghosts are their own thing. I think, you, you know, you can have, you can be drawn to a place or you can have such, you know, the whole unfinished business. I definitely buy into, I think ghosts are their own thing. Um, I, th- If you're doing something for so often every day, if you're my, uh, the example I'm always given, if you slam a door every day and that, that, that energy of you slamming that door is mm-hmm. just in it. So even after you die, you know, there's some residual energy. So that's why doors close suddenly. So yeah. I don't know. Um, and bathrooms must be a nightmare. Mary. <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> I I am going (laughs) to haunt
3: my office bathroom when I leave this earth. Stall three, floor two. (laughs) Floor nine, stall two.
2: (laughs) Every day at 10 (laughs) a.m.
3: And then again at two. Oh, no.
5: (laughs) No.
3: <laughs> I eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> That's the hour. thing it's just it's a nice little break f- away from your desk Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway,
1: didn't think this podcast was going to go that direction.
2: I almost took it down another route, so.
1: Oh my god. I thought you were going to say, oh, I almost took a dump." And I was like, "What?" Oh,
2: well, children ghosts, <laughs> please come oh. haunt our dreams tonight so we know that you're real. Thank oh, you. Oh, no,
4: no, no, don't, don't. Not
2: AJ. <laughs> yeah. AJ had enough from your first visit. We know you're sorry. And uh, yeah. So Unless, JJ, they, unless right.
4: they want to lose a pillow fight because I need a rematch.
2: Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks so much for coming on and telling us all this. I want to go to Charleston now and scope. It oh, out. Yes, you should all go. Same. They
4: do great, great ghost tours. I've never been on one, but it's definitely on my list to do. And if they take you by the Drexel
1: House, you already have a story. Yeah, so. there we go. All right, AJ, is awesome. any uh, any lasting words for our audience before we get out of here?
4: Oh no, uh, thank you guys so much for having me. This was this yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thanks for yeah, coming on. Thanks
3: for sharing your story. Noah, are you uh, a believer
1: in the uh, pillow fighting ghost? Um, hmm. so I had uh, you know the experience when I was a kid with what felt like kind of a kid ghost wanting to play hide and yeah. seek or whatever that was. Uh, so yeah, sure. I mean, I think if, if there are ghosts, I would assume they run the gamut of children to adult to whatever, Mm -hmm. um, this story, uh, specifically it's, it's interesting. It's pretty haunting. I don't know if it necessarily moves the needle one way or the other. I feel like I'm at about a four or five now. Uh, so the story hits about there. I mean, it, if yeah. there's going to be a place that's haunted, it's, it's that building for sure, you know, oh, and, um, AJ seems like an honest, good person. So I, I don't have any reason to think that he wouldn't be telling the truth, yeah. but I, I kind of, think I'm kind of still about where I was before. What about you?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm still skeptical. Um, I mean, obviously like. If ghosts are out there. They probably are at a place like the Drexel House. That place sounds super haunted. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know, it's it's difficult um just like judging other people's ghost stories and because, you know, our brains are weird and like Silly. they they do weird stuff to us that like, you know, um perfectly sane people can, you know, see, hear, or feel things that aren't necessarily there because it's just some some weird thing that our brain is trying to interpret. And so, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, I don't find any fault in the story, but... I don't know if it's enough to convince me per se. Yeah.
2: I definitely believe that something happened cause you got knocked down. So, yeah. And like, I don't you think you got up
1: again and like <laughs> I
2: <laughs> you got knocked down and you got back up again. <laughs> Great. Um, but also, I don't know that's true about your brain making up stuff, but that's, kind of thing has never happened to you you've never just like had a physical hallucination of someone knocking yeah. you down
4: no it was a one once it was a one off like i, I wish i wish yeah. it was normal so i could be like this one it just yeah. happened at this really spooky desperately, house i like, want
2: to know if it was a kid there <laughs> it makes sense to me so I mean, maybe. and I'm- it's another
1: poltergeist i feel like we've been getting more and more poltergeist well, we've stories. learned
2: that Poltergeists are just ghosts, but they're just like rougher. What was well? The
1: they, they 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 uh, move physical objects, right? Yeah, or, or like touch you. I think is kind of the yeah.
3: And the G- German word translated to like loud spirit or something yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. I,
1: it was something like that. Gosh, we just looked that up. I think last uh, week. Uh, oh, okay. look, memory, our brains—they're <laughs> not Rumble great. ghost. Look,
2: here's my note. Rumble was like, ghost. Last Rumble or ghost. two weeks yeah. ago. Rumble, Rumble ghost. ghost. Like
1: the pack in sixty <laughs> four. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, well, it's a fun episode, AJ. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, with that,
5: I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ Crable,
2: And I'm Kat. Ooh.
5: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the nameless god,